0: Well, good morning, good morning. How's everyone? Great, so good, so great to see you all. Um, apologies from my wife, she has picked up this thing that is going around and she she was trying her hardest, and uh, but last night it got the better of her, so she is a lady down and uh, let's just pray for her. Father, we thank you for healing for Lee right now in Jesus' name, God. We ask that you would uh, revive her right where she is and bring healing to her in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Good morning up in the balcony. Great to have you guys with us. Morning, Glenn. And everyone else, the cheap seats. Yay. Yeah, well, we are very excited this morning. We're starting our uh, new series. It's called Come and See. And that deserves a little round of applause right there before we even. <laughs> and so, what we are going to be looking at is uh, some of his characteristics. Come and see him. Come and look at Him, gaze upon Him. And don't you love it when the prayer room uh, confirms everything, when the worship songs confirm everything? It is just absolutely fantastic. And so this morning uh, and these next couple of weeks, we are excited for what God is going to be doing. So we're going to be looking at this series. What I want to do today is really kind of just lay a bit of a foundation uh, for the weeks ahead. And we're going to be looking at six characteristics of God, and we want to see God from possibly some different angles that maybe you are used to or that you've looked at him to get to know God better. So to try and demonstrate this, I'm going to move around a little bit. So today we're starting off with God is knowable. God is, sorry, mysterious, yet knowable. That's for today. Our first Week one, week one is going to be Sidney Rall, and he's going to be preaching on God is Spirit. So we're very excited about that. Then we're going to be moving across here, and we're going to be speaking on Good Morning. How was Big Night Out? Was it great? Lovely. So second week up, we got uh, Mark Harris, and he's going to be talking on God the Father, Abba Father, and just exploring him from a different angle. Then we're going to change the angle again. So, 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 so sorry, so sorry, coming through, so sorry, so sorry. Then we're going to get on to um, God is good. There we go. God is good, and David is going to be preaching on this one, and he's also going to be looking at God is good, but God is also judge, and so that is going to be fun. I encourage you to come to that. Then we're going to spin it around and go and look at a different angle. I'll go this way because it seems easier. Morning, morning, Fred. Then over here, from a different angle, we're going to look at God is holy. And Joe, one of our up and coming young preachers, is going to be doing that. We're excited about that. So, God is holy. Then, to finish it off, the wonderful Mr. Paul Johnson is going to be preaching on where is Paul? There he is. God is love. And that's going to finish off our series. So why did I walk around on these, stand on these silly boxes? To get you to look at things from a different angle. We're going to look at things from this angle. Then we're going to spin it around and go, you know what? We're looking at God's characteristics from this angle. And then look at it again from that angle. And then go on that side and look at it and spin God around if we can, if that was possible in any way. And look at His different characteristics. And at the end... Of our six weeks, if you think that we have got all of God's characteristics wrapped up and you know everything about God, what's the deal? No way, it's not even close. So we are excited for this series. It's going to be absolutely amazing. God is so mysterious. God is so too great, too vast to try and box Him. And this morning, I really just do believe that God is saying, come and see, come and see me, come and know me more, come and explore me, come and dive more into the things that I have for you, come deeper in me. And so in my preparation for this series, I really just felt such a strong uh, urgency, a quickening. For us, a real urgency, and I believe there is an invitation today to know God more. I believe there is a calling to know Him more intimately. Did you hear that word? To know Him more intimately, to get ready. I believe there is a shift that needs to happen in our lives, and it's a shift that can only happen from us deciding to do it and from God. It's not a shift that is going to happen by things that we have, lights and PowerPoints and worship and people speaking and yada, 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 yada. It's a shift that we need to make in our hearts. And I believe there's an urgency for it. An urgency to chase after God like never, ever before. An urgency to lay our lives down for His kingdom. An urgency for people, our people, to come and see for our people to come and see and so as we were setting up this uh this series um this this kind of urgency just kept on coming and coming and while i was driving in the car the one day i shared this at our connect group i was driving in the car and i was listening to cape talk and there was some guy from the tourism board or whatever and he was talking and saying do you know what south africa's got so much to offer as far as tourism is concerned people need to come and see what we have to offer. And as he said those words, it just hit me that as a church, people, our people, need to come and see and experience him. And so we are calling this next series, Come and See, and it's an invitation. It's an invitation for the lost to come and see and experience him. So what we have done is, on your chairs... These are these little cards. Thank you, Tersh, for sorting that out. There's these little cards. Won't you get them up? Just wave them at me. So what these are, this is a person's life that is, that is represented right here. Amen. This is a person's life that is here. And it says, "Come and see, I'm inviting." And what we want you to do is, over this next series. Over this next period of time, we want you to be inviting your people, your person. We want you to write down, there's some pens floating around. If you don't have a pen, tap someone in front of you. And believe God, if you know someone right now, write their name in right now. You're going to keep it, put it on your fridge somewhere so that you can be reminded. If you don't know who that person is, take it home, pray about it for a while. But we are trusting God that our people would come they would come and see his goodness, come and see his greatness. Amen? Will you do that? Seems to be a little bit of a problem uh, with this microphone. I said, is that amen? Would you guys do that? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Pete, there still seems to be a, a problem here. Can we just pray? Father God, this morning, I come and I ask that every person, that their name is written down on these cards, God, I ask you right now that you would begin to grip their hearts, that you would begin to stir something in their lives, that you would give our people opportunities to speak to them and to say, come and see. Why don't you just come and have a look? Why don't you come and join me? Why don't you come and experience the King of Kings? And Father, we ask right now that you would begin to work in their hearts, God. We ask for opportunities for our people to speak, for conversations to come up, to speak into their lives and be able to invite them, God. Father, we ask for this morning, God, I pray that you would Be so blessed by what we do and our worship to you this morning that you would be adored, magnified, glorified. We thank you that you are here and we can just be in your presence. We thank you for your sweet, sweet presence, God. All we want is you, Lord. Be exalted. You lift lifted up. Amen. So this morning is going to be slightly different. Um, I'm not going to be speaking for too long, and we're going to just have a time of just being in God's presence at the end. We're going to have communion together. And I just encourage you, even right now, where you're sitting, just let Holy Spirit just wash all over you. Don't be in a rush to, to leave and get out of here today. So this morning we start our series with series with God is Mysterious Yet Knowable. And I just want to read a little bit from this Brian Houston's book, There Is More. Fantastic book uh, that I'm just going through. and um, So I just want to read a, a couple of bits just out of it because it just speaks so fantastically about this topic. We are drawn to explain that which, we ha- which has no explanation. It is natural, therefore, to be intrigued with the beauty and wonder of the vastness and mysterious nature of who God is. Our human understanding tries to reason him into a rational and manageable size. Theologians try to explain him and answer questions that continue to be asked time after time. Yet God remains far beyond human understanding we cannot manage him or fit him into our realm of comprehension. We cannot restrict him by our limited notions of what is possible. We want answers to questions that were meant to lead only to more questions. God is complex and ambiguous, yet simple and clear. Daring to dream big causes us to ask questions such as, what does God want for my life? What does, how does God fit into this plan or this plan into God? Does an infinite God even care about the finite details? Why did that roadblock stop me in my tracks? And why does that person always seem to have more while others have less? In our quest to discover more of who we are and more of who God is, it is natural that we will come up against the unknown, the mysterious and often unanswerable. Even the Apostle Paul referred to the mystery of Christ 21 times in his epistles. But perhaps it was Job who said it best when he wrote, "Do you think you can explain the mystery of God? Do you think you can die, can diagram God, Almighty? God is far higher than you can imagine, far deeper than you can comprehend, stretching farther than earth's horizons, far wider than the endless ocean. Life with Jesus is filled with possibilities, and when we enter, into relationship with him, we enter into a world of wonderful secrets and reveal truth, especially when it comes to things beyond human understanding. The statement, there is more, could not be truer about anything than that which we experience in the Christian life. There is more to know, there is more to understand, and there is more to come. The more we know about God and his word, the more we realize we don't yet know. Layer after layer, mystery after mystery, treasure after treasure, indeed, more after more is revealed to us when seeking him as our prize. This morning, we're going to trust God to go deeper in our relationship with him because there is more to God than what we know and more than what we have discovered. And we sang a song this morning about going deeper in Him. About pushing into Him, going deeper into Him. This amazing God we serve, this infinite God is inviting us all to know Him more intimately. Do we even realize what a privilege that is? I mean, can we wrap our heads around that? That the Creator, our Creator, I mean, can we just pause there for a second? I mean, imagine rolling back, talking about mysterious and talking about a mind bend. Roll back the time. Go back to the Garden of Eden, where Adam was created. I thought, uh, I heard this the other day, and it just, I've never thought of it like this before. When God created Adam, imagine Adam standing there, all of a sudden, kind of, what's the mind bend of it? You know, looking at his creator, well, he didn't know who he was and he's kind of going like what is what is this and God's going I created you to be with me to be in an intimate relationship with you and Adam is going I don't even know what this mind is that I have to try and comprehend it that is a mind bend for me I was like you're kidding me standing in front of God Almighty imagine then he creates Eve And the two of them are walking hand in hand in an intimate relationship with God in the Garden of Eden. Come on. That freaks my little bean out. That our Creator created us for Him to have an intimate, intimate relationship with Him. And it's here for us today. The invitation is here for you. And I really do believe there's an urgency this morning for us to put aside everything else, and just to be in his presence, to do what we were created to do, and to gaze upon him, and to worship him. Can we do that this morning? So this morning I want to look at someone whose heart was captivated by him, someone whose heart was just rocked by Jesus, I want to just talk very briefly about the story of Mary. You know the story of Mary? She, uh, Jesus was invited to one of the Pharisees' house. He, show a little show of hand. Raise your little grubby paw. Who knows this story? Do I need to read the whole passage? Thank you. So, Jesus was invited to the Pharisees' house. He gets there. He's been, he's been walking in the streets. He comes in and uh, he sits down to dine. And they don't give him anything to to wash his feet. They don't give him any water. They don't, it was custom then to give them a greeting, a kiss, a greeting. They don't do that. They don't give them any perfume, uh, him any perfume to to anoint him or anything like that. And he comes and he's sitting there. And what happens? Mary comes. What does she do? She sits at his feet. She gazes into his eyes. Her <laughs> tears streaming down her face land on his feet she uses her hair she probably had to unwrap her hair as was custom in those times for ladies unwrap her hair kneel down and wipe off all of the dirt that had been picked up on the journey and if we really think about it and if we really want to get graphic the stuff that must have been on jesus feet That's why they gave water. That's why they gave people these things when they came into their homes to wash all of that stuff off. And there is Mary gazing at Jesus, using her tears to wash off with her hair all the dirt. She then brings out the alabaster jar and pours all of the perfume over him. What an amazing picture! We see in Mary someone who is captivated by the beauty of the greatest gift ever. Mary was found in his presence. Jesus was the only thing she ever needed and the only thing she ever wanted. Mary is found in the irresistible place with her eyes focused on what is and what is yet to come. The ultimate Christian message is not behave, but rather behold. Behold him. Gaze upon him. Come on, church, this morning. Let's fix our gaze on the king. Let's have an attitude like Mary where all she wanted to do was just be with her creator. Be with her Oh God, and I want to try and contrast this a little bit. So Mary had a sister called Martha, and we we read later on in uh, in Luke ten verse thirty eight. Later on in Luke ten verse thirty eight, maybe we can turn there. It should be on the on the screen. Let's read this. Luke ten verse thirty eight. And Jesus and his disciples were on their way. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. What an amazing picture we see. We see Jesus coming into their home. We see Mary just gazed, her eyes gazed, fixed on Jesus. And we see Martha running around doing all the activities, trying to get everything prepared and everything done. Martha was too busy running around. And how easy is it to hide behind activity sometimes? We have one sister looking at Jesus, the other is not. We have one listening to Jesus, the other is not. One is near to him, the other is not. Martha is too busy to give Jesus her full attention. It's often that our activities get in the way of being with him and knowing him. I believe God is calling us back. God is calling us back to know him, to seek him. Not the stuff, not the miracles, but rather to seek the God of the miracle first. Mary is teaching us if we're looking at him, focused on him alone, all these things around us just fade away. But Martha, she is unable to see the significance of having Jesus in her house. Don't let activities, don't let the busyness rob or steal away your attention to Jesus. Martha valued other things instead of staring in his eyes, just being with him, worshiping him. Now you're probably sitting here going, Uh, that's all good and well, but you don't understand, I've got like 20 kids, I've got two jobs, I am working flat out, the plates are spinning like crazy, I am busy, there are activities that I need to be doing, things are spinning, sometimes they seem like they're spinning out of control, you're getting up, you're doing everything, you're running around, Jesus is saying, what we are saying this morning is, Jesus doesn't want to be added to your life. He doesn't want to be that extra activity. He doesn't want to be that thing that you have to do the checklist. Yeah, how many of us do the checklist sometimes? Go through the day, do our thing, yes, God, tick, check God, pray, tick, worship, tick, all of those things. And we add, sometimes we add Jesus to us. Jesus wants to be at the center. If Jesus is not at the center of our lives, what is? Some of you might not have heard that. If Jesus is not at the center of our lives, what is? What is that thing? What is that activity that we are doing? What is that activity that is keeping our focus away from him? It's a heart attitude that we need to be looking at. So, the last point about Mary that I want to just talk about. Mary pours perfume on Jesus, then she wipes it with her hair. So, what is happening now? She pours the perfume all over Jesus. She kneels down, she wipes it away. Jesus smells like perfume. Mary has wiped it away. What happens now? There's a transference. Mary also now smells like the perfume. The whole house is filled with the fragrance. Mary's sweet intimacy affected everything and everybody in that house that they were in. Did you get that? That act of worship, that act of intimacy affected the entire house. Isn't that our cry? That is my cry, that we go out in our day-to-day lives that we are doing. And with God at the center, with that intimacy that we have had with him, that fragrance, that aroma goes with us. I mean, imagine standing at pick and pay, checkers, woolies, wherever you shop. And someone behind you goes, what is it about you? Lisa, what is that thing about, maybe not say Lisa, but clever Lisa. They come up to you, they tap you on the shoulder and go, what is, there's something about you. There's something that, what is this thing? I need to know what you have. Because there's a fragrance that we give off when we have been with Jesus in his presence, intimate with him. That fragrance stays with us. That's the cry of my heart, that we set our gaze on him. God wants you to become the message, not just carry the message. He wants you to become the message. He doesn't want you to just to go around and to be telling people about him. He wants you to be demonstrating that, for people to be seeing that in you. So Mary, an ordinary woman who didn't preach, who didn't do miracles, who the Bible kind of says doesn't do great things, stole the heart of Jesus. And shows us what the gospel message is meant to do, to bring everybody to the feet of Jesus, below him, staring at him, listening to him, worshiping him smelling like him knowing him isn't that how we're meant to live our lives isn't this how we meant our lives are meant to be changed so that on monday as we're washing the dishes today's sunday what's tomorrow monday we go back to our routines we're washing the dishes we're cleaning up we're taking kids to work with our meetings but we are carrying that fragrance of him wherever we are. We are carrying his message. We are the message to the world, to a dying world. My cry is that in our intimacy with Jesus, that the world would see and smell and taste of the king that they wouldn't see us that he would receive all glory and they would see something different in us the sweet smell of his presence and people would be attracted to come and see to come and see him god is calling us into a more intimate relationship with him jesus is saying three words come to me. Just come and be in my presence. I created you to be in my presence. He's saying, come to me. Come to me in the victory. Come to me in the failure. Come to me in every area of your life, but just come and be in my presence. Set your gaze on me. And we are going to worship for a while I've just asked Tanya just to play and we are just going to spend some time just in his presence. But I really want to encourage you. I want to encourage you if you are standing on the shore of the ocean, God is calling you deeper today. God is calling you deeper to go out into the waves, into the deep waters of him. He is calling you into an intimate relationship with Him. Maybe He's calling you back. Maybe you used to be one of those deep, deep, deep swimmers. Let me tell you a quick little story. So years ago, when I was a little bit younger... We used to swim out to Skelly's Pool. You know Skelly's Pool out on the beach? We used to swim out there all the time. We used to be swimming out in the deep water. And uh, I've lived, lived in this valley for a while in the ocean and never surfed. I think I've surfed probably like five times. Yeah, it's a shame. But I used to love body surfing. Come on, hands up. Who are those old school body surfers? proper old school so when the storm surf was up i'd be out there in the deep waters body surfing sometimes i would take the old flippers out you know that old wooden planky thing in the front and you kind of but the proper old school body surfers were the you know you catch the wave you're swimming you're swimming you're swimming you catch the wave and you get into the you know that one in the deep water and um, then we had a couple of shark attacks. And I stopped going out into the water. I stopped swimming. Genuine. I'll go out there again one day. The mockers are desperately trying to get me to come and paddle with them. But the silly little illustration, the silly little story, is about how you can get, something can affect your life. And you stop going into the deep waters. So now I just hang in the shallows. By the shark nets. (laughs) My girls are swimming. Other people are having a fantastic time. The mockers are paddling. The Nimans, the Holloways are out there doing their thing. All good to them. Sometimes we can get hurt. Sometimes things can happen. And we stop going out into the deep waters of God. We hang around in the shallows. We stop entering in, pursuing Him. God is calling us deeper. There's an urgency in my heart this morning for people to know him so intimately. He is so good. Oh, that song just wrecked me this morning. You're good. <laughs> You are good. You are never going to let me down. God is calling you. He is calling you deeper. He is calling you deeper. He is inviting you to come to him this morning. Come and gaze into his eyes. Sit in his presence. Oh, God. I had this picture in the week. It was almost like God was God was doing this series, this series that's coming up. Now, as we're looking at the different angles of God, the different characteristics that God was almost like a child. You know, when children play, they go, Come, come look, come look, quickly, come and look. So and so is doing this. Come and have a look. Quickly, guys, guys, come and look. And I felt God was looking down. He was calling the angels to come and look come and look our Lisa is exploring me from a different angle come and look come and look, come see come see my children, the ones I created diving into my presence Seeking me, God is calling us to an intimate, deeper relationship with Him where He is our focus, He is our center. God, we worship You, we adore You, you are so good. So this morning, this morning we are going to finish early for one purpose, to not rush out. The cross is there. If you need to come and kneel at the foot of the cross, if you need to come and sort and realign and refocus your life, I encourage you to do that come and lie at the foot of Jesus today if you want to go to the cross for your person and cry out for God your person that you're going to say come and see that you are inviting I encourage you this morning lay at the foot of the cross and cry out to Jesus for their salvation we're going to have communion maybe you want to do it together with friends and family maybe you want to take it and just go sit somewhere in the corner today is going to be different guys don't hold back Jesus is calling you this morning for an intimate personal relationship with him so I invite you come to the cross, come and have communion, come and lie in the front go somewhere by yourself, be quiet just let this music just wash over you as you gaze on Jesus this morning, we are so grateful. We are so grateful, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. So I invite you this morning, won't you come and be in his presence this morning?